0: For just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At MidwayUSA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911, and just about everything for guns, log on to midwayusa.com. Alright, I am blue. You are bright and shiny in my mind. You got me loving, hating crazy indecision in my mind. Welcome to the Fall Podcast, where the focus is on deer hunting, tips, tricks, tactics, and stories from across the Midwest. And now,
1: here is your host, Aaron Blasey. Welcome to the Fall Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Blasey, and this is episode number 82. And today, I have eastern-turn-western Shane Mowry. And uh, Shane has moved out to Idaho. He grew up in Virginia and uh, always knew he wanted to be out west and you know, he decided to move out there but this guy is a whitetail nut other than, I mean, he does hunt a lot of big game as far as like elk and uh, mule deer and stuff like that but he loves coming back to the Midwest like states like Kansas and and Iowa and and really likes to get after his whitetails. It's his Achilles heel, that's what he loves, you know. Today's episode is a good one. I mean, him and I were down in Kansas at the same time last week, he was in the western part, I was on the eastern part with Casey, and we were experiencing the same weather. He was hunting, we were, were doing some work on our farm, and uh, he was chasing after a deer that he's been chasing for a couple years now. I just love to hear about uh, guys that live out west that uh, just still love to, to whitetail hunt in the Midwest. So he likes to come back, like I said, here in Kansas, and, and uh, get after some whitetails. So. That's kind of the 30,000-foot view of Shane and, and kind of what we talk about. But uh, I would like to recap a little bit on Casey and I's Kansas trip that we were just on. And uh, it was a doozy, I'm going to tell you. We we went down there in hopes, you know, to get a lot of work done, but we were hoping to, to get in a stand in uh, maybe one or two nights. But it just didn't work out. We, we weren't able to jump in a stand for a couple of different reasons. I mean, we've got 4,000 acres that we need to get ready for, you know, October and November. And there was a lot of stuff to do as far as putting the rest of the cameras out, getting some stands up, getting feeders full, you know, glassing for some deer and just trying to figure out where they were. And it was so hot. I mean, the highs were in 95 to 100 with 100% humidity. And it was just, it was a lot. I mean, we get up in the morning and try to get after it early before it gets real hot. And then you find out that we're you know thinking we're going to take a break midday but we don't we just keep going because we're already sweaty and out in it so we're just we'll just go and do it you know and we got a lot done I mean we got 20 some reconnix trail cams out in really good spots and uh, we got some you know corn out and we got some banks feeders set a couple new stands set a couple new areas that uh, we picked up a new farm so we we went into the new farm and looked at a couple new areas and where we kind of think that Shakes might be living, and uh, you know hung some stands and and we went glass and we saw some good bucks, but it was all like that last half hour of of light at you know in the evenings, just when it was starting to cool down a little bit and they'd come out in the bean fields and you know we we just uh, we were just trying to hone in on some new deer and we did see some new deer. You know we didn't lay an eyeball on Shakes or Bob Marley. We haven't got them on camera yet, but shakes his mo he usually doesn't show up until mid-october on camera and uh, we're you know we're hunting a working cattle farm so his core area on our farm is all you know trampled down by cows right now and it's they're in there right now so we really can't do much as far as like figuring out you know maybe putting some corn down and trying to get some inventory that way on a camera we can't do that because the cows just get in there and devour it so we basically we were down there for seven days worked every day daylight to dark and got the house you know we're staying in a house this year and got that ready to go so when we do make our you know big tail swing you know this october then we're all ready to go and uh, got all of our rack one down there and and got the barn dialed in so we're ready to go on that sense and you know, we get, like I said, just got a lot of stuff done that needed to be done. So we're not starting from zero or, you know, from scratch when we get down there, we've got a good jump start as it is. But, uh, that's basically that in a nutshell might break that down a little bit more on a, on a later podcast. Possibly there's really not a lot more going on, you know, from that week. That's just kind of the, the points that, uh, that we hit and what we did. So, you know, this is, uh, we're, we're gearing up here. It's almost October 1st and, you know, I'm leaving this Friday for Iowa, and uh, Zach Sutherland and I, he is, uh, him and I got to go down and shoot a short film on Saturday and Sunday, and then Casey's flying in on Monday in Des Moines on uh, the day before season, and I'm going to go pick him up, and he's going to be filming me for five days in Iowa. So I'm going to start the season off in Iowa. I can't wait, and uh, I can't wait to to bring everybody along on the trip and just kind of give updates and everything. And a lot of those updates you're probably going to see on Kiefer Brothers Instagram. So, you know, for the week, just go over there and, and uh, look at those. I'll be sharing stuff on the fall podcast and my personal Instagram. So look at that as, as well, but uh, I'm excited, you know, this week in Iowa right now, it's like mid eighties where I'm going. And uh, next week it's supposed to get down to highs in the 60, like low to mid 60s so a 20 degree switch should get those deer up and moving and you know it's a lot of luck of the draw but there's some good deer out there you know I'm excited first time ever hunting Iowa and I get to kick the season off out there so it'll be a lot of fun and uh, I can't wait to can't wait to get there and and you know bring you guys along and and show everybody the story so Hopefully we get it done. We'll see. We'll have four or five days to do it, and then if not, then hopefully be back in the rut sometime and, and try to fill the tags then. So I guess with that being said, I'm going to stop uh, blabbering here, and I'm going to get to this interview with Shane and and uh, let that take over. So hopefully you guys enjoy this, and uh, thanks for listening. All right, we are back for another podcast, and today I have a guest on. His name is Shane Mowry. I ho- I hope I said that right. <laughs> yes, <laughs> good sure deal. Is. Shane, how you doing, man? Welcome to the welcome to the podcast.
2: Hey, man, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me here.
1: Yeah, for sure. You know, you and I've been kind of uh, exchanging texts the last couple weeks and and talking about whitetail hunting. And and you know, you just got off a week in Kansas, just like uh, Casey and I did. And I wanted to get get you on here and and talk about that week. You were actually hunting a pretty big deer. You've been going after for the last four years and. Uh, I, I'm really interested to get into that story but but first I want to kind of let you introduce yourself to everybody out there that might not know you and and uh, so if you could start there like who you are what you do and and where you're from well I guess uh with a start
2: off i'm I'm just a, a nobody <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, you know Shane mowry you know with uh you know i have the the host of the bone Maniacs, which you know I'm based here out of uh uh, Idaho, and uh, you know what, hunting's uh, you know in the industry for me, it's a it's kind of a, a part-time pay gig, and you know my main uh, food on the plate, as you may call it, is uh is building log homes, you know. So, but um, with that, you know, um, I started off in the in the hunting industry doing some stuff, uh, you know, um, to through some uh uh, i guess some ventures and it just led me into you know doing the filming thing and which formed the bone maniacs so that's kind of that's kind of i guess one of the reasons i guess why we're chatting right now
1: so so were you born and raised in idaho no i actually wasn't
2: i was actually born in virginia Um, Okay. you know so uh you know you know and i know your podcast is uh you know based off of whitetail so i actually cut my teeth on whitetail but um you know i i spent you know pretty much two-thirds of my life uh out in the west so that's where i've always planned on staying and and settling you know but I've, i've traveled around building log homes pretty much all over the states and um i knew that i wanted to be here before i hit 35 i wanted to be uh you know, my, my roots back West, you know, um, we pretty much, I, you know, grew up with my dad out in, um, Kalispell, Montana, you know, we spent a great deal of time there and red deer, uh, Alberta, Canada. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, uh, it was always, uh, always the, um, the hot topic for me to get back here. So, uh, I, and I, in all honesty, I have no desire to ever, uh, hunt, or go back west or east with all the humidity. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I don't sinus, blame you, man. Oh, absolutely. It's uh, just the the air quality is much better. It may be a little higher altitude, but uh, uh, my sinuses sure do love it that I'm here. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I'll tell you, you and I both experienced it this last week or this last, you know, eight to ten days in Kansas, and the humidity was ridiculous out there. Like Casey and I were out there doing work on our farm and you guys were kind of on the West side of the state. And mm-hmm. I think you guys were experiencing the same thing we were getting, but man, it was 95 degrees and hundred percent humidity. And I mean, you couldn't even go outside and just walk from your house to the garage and not sweat, you know, or just have the, the, your breath being taken away from you. It was ridiculous. It was
2: man, and you're spot on. It was a, it was a combination which I normally always go down opening day, you know, in Kansas, and and I do, um, you know, kind of like what you guys were doing, was doing some more homework, getting prepped up, you know, for when the time, quote unquote, is right, you know, um, you know, to just get in the stand and, uh, you know, make pull everything together. Yeah. Um, it, it was just a uh, humidity hot and. and uh, I'm I'm facing. I don't know if you guys were. I can't remember. I know we were texting there a little bit, just comparing information. But uh, um, the Milo, um, you know, it's just so much, uh, so much of a food source right now that um, you know they're they're betting all day and getting up when it's cool enough and walking ten feet to the Milo, exactly. or they're just, you know, it's just tough um, right
1: now. You know, we were experiencing we we would go and do work on the farm all day and we were conscious of um you know wind and where we wanted to get in you know we were trying to do everything mostly like midday uh we weren't really doing a lot of stuff around the major food food sources because we knew the deer were just laying close and by the looks of like we we tried to get done and be able to go glass at night and by the looks of you know, the deer movement and the major food sources, we were watching does and and little bucks get up on the edge of fields. I mean, down in little Creek bottoms, you know, we got this one bean field that falls right off to a Creek bottom and you know, the thermals down in there with that water, it's probably pretty cool down in there in the shade and everything. And they, they would lay there all day, you know, and they would get up and, uh, and just come out to the food at night. And it was the last 20 minutes of light and, you know, I think the second day we were there, we caught a buck. He was probably 100, and, you know, mid-130s, maybe touch 140s. He was 1130 in the afternoon. He was out in a bean field, and we are like, what the heck is he doing? I mean, it is 100 degrees out, and we are like, what is he doing? And I think what he was doing was – I think we caught him at the right time where he must have got out of his bed and was like, "Ah, I'm kind of hungry kind of thing, and went Mm -hmm. out there and and maybe just took, like, six steps, ten steps, you know, out to the edge of the bean field and uh, got some beans. And we we sat there and watched him for ten minutes, and then he obviously just moseyed back into the creek bottom, and we're like, maybe we just caught him when he got up and wanted to go get something to eat and stretch out, you know. So other than that, I mean – there wasn't a lot of deer movement in the mornings and from what we could see from glassing and in the evenings, like I said, it was the last half hour to 20 minutes that they were coming out, but they were coming out in, in bunches when they were. Oh yeah,
2: absolutely, man. It's a, uh, you know, every, everybody that I talked to, um, last week it was in the same boat. It was experiencing just about the same, the same thing, you know, yep. um, which that led me to, you know, I, I, you guys were doing work, we were doing work, and, or I should, I should say I, there's not too many, <laughs> many wees in my pocket. But, uh, you know, and um, wanted to try out some new product and, you know, I, I was able to fill one of my dough tags, but uh, it, it's a wonder it even worked. I mean, you were just literally sweating uh, in the stand and I... Boy, I tell you, I had I had the ozone rolling. So. <laughs> yeah,
1: for sure. Now, I guess what was your, you know, going into this hunt, you knew it was going to be hot. What was your game plan? Like, what were you going to tackle? Like, when you're driving down there thinking you're ahead, you know, you're going after this, this buck that you've been chasing for four years now. He's an older, mature deer, great deer. You show me pictures of him. And, mm-hmm. you know, you obviously wanted to get on him. But what was your game plan? I mean, as far as where you wanted to sit, how much, you know, pressure you wanted to put on the farm, like what was your 30,000 foot view of, of getting in and not trying to like blow up the whole farm for the rest of the year? Well,
2: um, I've known, I've known where this deer, um, has been bedding for the past four years. I've pretty much known, known his routes, um, and, uh, you know, it, like whenever you, you know start losing their velvet or whatnot, they, they get a little crazy for a week and a half, two weeks or whatever. And, you know, you won't see them. You won't see them on the cams or something like that. But they're just, you know, at that time, you know, they're just going going stupid um, and aggravated, you know, getting that stuff off their antlers and whatnot. But uh, um, my, my initial uh, thought of going into this was, you know, I kind of knew that the weather wasn't going to cooperate kind of how I like, you know, wanted to be hunting, especially high 90s. Last year, you know, the temperature is about 15 degrees cooler than what, you know, I had to deal with uh, on this hunt. So basically, on my drive down, he shows his face right before daylight on my camera. and uh, And I hadn't seen him in a week and a half. He hadn't showed up. But consistently, he was there just right after dark every night and i'm like eh, there's a small chance that he may come out that i may be able to sit and i may be able to get the job done fairly early mm-hmm. uh, a very small chance <laughs> this deer is no dummy um you know i didn't hunt this deer i knew he was around but he wasn't right you know as i've showed you like you said i've showed you pictures of him and um you know he just wasn't uh he wasn't at his full potential as what i from my point of view anyway somebody may have somebody you know would have been perfectly happy with that bucket four years old <laughs> i can tell you that exactly um, yeah
1: how old do you, you know, think he is well, right now then
2: uh i would say he's seven i say he's right at his prime uh um you know and i usually like like hunting them when they're between six and seven okay um you know on this farm uh the farm that i hunt, it's uh no pressure nobody's around um uh, the only pressure they get is from me um so, um, you know, there, there are, we have had some occasional, you know, poaching and stuff like that or attempts, you know, some right. you know, things like that. But, uh, you know, I think that's with anywhere. You can't really control those type of things, uh, without policing it 24 seven, you know, but, um, you know, uh, he's, uh, you know, I, 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 would say, you know, this year, I mean, he's pushing, he's pushing in the high one seventies, I would say. Um, and, uh, you know i felt that it was time for him to uh meet the dirt nap <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh you know that was my plan going in is, is mainly just trying to get a little more intel on him um because with the milo every year you know the fields uh kind of dictate their their bedding area and you know their travel patterns so on uh, one side of the farm there's milo on the next side on the next year the other side of farms milo so just winter wheat you know wheat and milo back and forth um you know it's kind of how uh this rancher has you know everything planted as far as you know crops is concerned okay so um it's it's uh it's been the same way uh like that from the amount of history that i have on him uh, this year the game plan isn't quite gone as how i thought it was going to go um uh, there, there was a, uh, a field, a 180-acre uh, field that uh, surprisingly was popped up with just feed uh, from the rancher, put that in, and I was, I was get, not getting the pictures that on his trail from bedding uh, that I was normally getting from you know, two years ago. Or, and um, that's, that was one of the reasons I was going down is I wanted to set up my cams, uh, my cell cams, and, and pretty much coordinate a. A little bit of a better of a pattern so i could get up you know from when he's crossing from bedding to food right um to get on him um but uh he's kind of pulled to houdini when i was there uh i sat one one evening um there on the farm uh and uh he didn't show you know he didn't show so i i set my cameras uh, according and you know kind of i usually just X out an area that I know he's not gonna be after you know I have cameras everywhere and I, I just start troubleshooting from there pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um you know and and uh um I'm pretty sure he's figured out now. Now I'm just waiting for the temperature to drop about another fifteen right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so um you know that I guess my you know, to answer your question uh is I didn't uh I didn't really have any high expectations. Um, first of the season uh, just because I knew what was going on uh, uh, prior to going down. And I almost didn't go. But, um, like I said, I wanted to maneuver some uh, some cell cams around and, and get into a better position than what I had been seeing early on. And you know, as well as I do, their patterns just – change you know uh, they'll probably change here in another two weeks right then you know, just as things get a little more aggressive towards the rut so um uh so it's just uh my game plan to have all my bases covered pretty much
1: right and like you said with the patterns changing i mean any one little thing could change them. I mean, as far as like crop rotation or even harvesting the crops, like here in Michigan right now, a lot of guys are taking off high moisture corn or, you know, silage corn for, for feed for their cattle, you know? So these corn fields that have been up most of the summer and deer are living in them, you know, that corn's going to start coming off here in the next couple of weeks. And that's really going to, really going to change a lot of things. And um, same thing out there, you know, we've got, beans around us but there's not a lot of timber or timber there's not a lot of food other than those beans around us so once those things come off and we're thinking about seeing if we can um you know pay the farmer to to leave some beans for for season because if we can leave a few um i know that uh when it gets colder whether it's in november or you know late season those are going to be dynamite because We have a bean field that's like really secluded. I mean, you can't see it from any road and it's down in a bottom and the deer just piling it at night. And uh, I think if we can leave some beans, we'll be, we'll be in the chips for sure. Um, Oh, absolutely. You know, you were talking about Milo. You guys have a lot of Milo over on the west side of the state of Kansas over there. And then we're at, we're kind of on the eastern border. Um, there's hardly any Milo. I never see any Milo at all, really. But, uh, I have in the past, like a couple years ago, I was in Kansas. We were around the Pratt area, uh, around Pratt, Kansas, and there was a lot of Milo there. And I'll tell you what, the Milo, those little things on top of the Milo plants, whatever they are, don't even know what they're (laughs) called, but they're like candy to deer and they just love them, (laughs) you know, and it makes for a good food plot.
2: They do, and it's it's almost like the perfect timing. As soon as they they start getting that crimson red, um, boy, they just flock in there. And I tell you, it is virtually impossible to get uh, those bucks. I mean, I have three target bucks that I am not I'm not biased e- either. All of them are between the ages <laughs> of six and seven, um, and they're all right around that caliber you know, uh, of the same. And, and actually one started going downhill. He's actually eight this year. I'm surprised he hasn't died. He, I call him hernia because he's for the past four years, he has had a hernia underneath his, his, his right flank. Oh, really? And I don't know if he got gouged, you know, fighting or what, but, um, and his, his personality is he doesn't like other bucks and things like that. And, but he's, he's probably dropped in a, about 15 inches from last year. And I really wanted to, to, to take care of him because uh <clears throat> he's actually the buck that i've been hunting uh but it seems like there's always another i tell you if a why i'm hunting if there's a call buck that comes in front of me i kill it <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh you know everyone always says shane you hunt all the time and you you kill a lot all the time and i and i do i mean i'm I not disagree with that but uh, they're like where's your where's your 200 inch buck i'm like here's the thing I don't need that notoriety. you know, I, I don't, um, yeah. it's, uh, if that buck is a mature animal and, uh, I'm in a position to take him and i fooled him pretty much, you know, he's there where I'm at and, uh, he comes in, I don't care if he's 150 inch eight point, he's getting shot. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, I have a ton of those. <laughs> yeah. so, um, and, and, uh, I don't know. It's not really. It's discipline. I think it's it's more of uh, the lines of uh, you know. I, I feel I feel like it's a, you know to take a to take any mature animal um, you know with a with a bow is a uh, you know that's 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 a good hunt. Yeah. You know, so
1: well, and you know you're just like any other whitetail hunter out there too. It puts a lot of time and effort and money into this. And like you said, you're traveling mm-hmm. from Idaho to Kansas, and and a lot of your trips are probably longer trips and you know, you, not that you have to kill something to be successful, but I mean, you, you, you do want to have that gratification of being able to, uh, to outwit a, you know, witty old mature whitetail, you know, and that's the thing. Like I'm leaving this Friday for Iowa and it's the first, first time I've ever pulled an Iowa tag is this year, archery, and I'm going to hunt next week And the weather. The weather's going to drop 20 degrees from this week to next week. So I'm really excited for that. But you know a lot of my buddies are asking me like oh you are gonna you know hold out for the for a bit you know like a giant or something and i'm like i'd love to you know and i'm not saying i won't but if a nice mature 4 year old you know comes in regardless of of inches or whatever you know i'm i'm gonna if he's a deer that really makes me excited and happy then you know i'm gonna i'm gonna take him like but i i want to make sure he's a 4 year old for sure you know i, I don't want to I can shoot three year olds here in Michigan, but the four year olds are pretty few far in between. So I want to shoot something yes. out there that I won't be able to shoot here at home. So that's going to be kind of my criteria, I think. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. It's crazy 100%. You know, it's, um, I've, uh, I've had bad experiences with Iowa every time I've, I've drawn in Iowa. Um, um it just left me with a sour taste (laughs) (laughs) yep yeah you know it may may be one of those things i'm not not going i'm not going out that far but um, but
1: well they they are you know iowa and it's tough with a non-resident because it's you know it's every four years basically so it's yeah you know and you and you put so much time and money into it you know with preference points and then buying your tag and then getting land to go out there and hunt and it's like you know you don't want to go empty-handed you know it's just like you want to it's not a it's going to be another four years maybe before i can even draw another tag so um you kind of want to make hay while the sun's shining too but i totally get it you know and everybody else's scenario is is different too so absolutely
2: absolutely
1: well i want to kind of make a quick transition here to back to this deer in kansas and i want to go back to the first time that you uh figured out he was on the farm and you know what he was how old he was and and what your thought process was for you know when you saw him for the first time whether it be on camera or had an encounter so take me back to that first you know first day that you got you know confirmation that he was there and you knew he was around yeah so um i was i was actually hunting the first year that i was hunting uh,
2: uh, hernia and um you know things things weren't going well with this but because you know basically you have you have uh, you know there's several thousands of acres there but um but to find out exactly where they were sometimes that you know and they are there's some bedding areas on this particular buck that's on the other people's property and you know i i can't hunt there so you know to try to set up the perfect ambush sometimes you don't have that you got to wait at that corner where you know that he's coming across um and uh so i was having a little bit of trouble there and cody he was like hey um that's 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 the owner of the ranch yeah he goes um i got this other buck over here on this other piece of property and nobody hunts he's like he's probably going to turn out to be something he's like, but I have no interest in, uh, you know, uh, of shooting this bug. You know, here comes a guy from Kansas. Their, uh, boneyard is, you know, 160 inches stuff. of mounting. you know, and yes. I'm like, it's, um, it, it's crazy. These, these, these crazy, these ranchers. i opi- he, if he hears us, I'll tell him, <laughs> I tell him all the way. I was like, you guys are a mess.
1: <laughs> you know,
2: but, um, yep. um, you know, but, uh, I seen that buck and I was like, wow, you know, and he's, he's super wide. I mean, he's always had that genetic of being wide. Um, and at the time I was like, you know, yeah, he's, he's a great buck. He's going to be a great, you know, even a, a, a greater buck, you know? And, and, uh, I'm like, but you know, I'll put a camera over here on this and in property and, uh, we'll, um, you know, we'll, we'll just keep keeping an eye on it, you know? And, uh, I continue to hunt, you know hernia and you know and then it was like uh, you know oh, there's this buck that needs to go he's a he's a good 150 inch eight point yeah I'm gonna have to kill him so I did you yeah. know so that ended my season and I continued to keep track of this uh you know this buck we call him the claw and um uh you know and uh, last year he got a little better and um yeah he just kept progressing you know and and Cody's like well why don't, why don't you just take that that farm and you hunt that 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 section there and i'm like all right he's like and you you just you just take care of that that piece of property and, and so that's what i've been doing you know just trying to manicure that uh that piece of property into uh holding these 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 bucks and then i'm then i'm you know I, I i pretty much have them all you know you know how it is you have them yep. all day you know whether it's a personality or trade or something uh with those and and uh you know eventually you're like well i think it's time to to pursue this buck and right. get a little more in detail on his traits and his patterns and, and see if you can't make it happen and um you know so I, I watched him all last year and uh you know been you know we we, we usually feed them alfalfa bells in the winter and we just roll those off and you know, for the life of me, we, we have searched on horseback. We've went all over the place trying to find the sheds and, uh, which there is a small piece of property that, um, we know that he goes to, um, and, uh, I hate to say too much cause I don't want too many people to know, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, if anybody's listening, but, uh, you know, he does, he does occasionally, he's been caught on camera over there. Let's put it yeah, that way. Right. So he's been caught over there more times than what I would like, uh, you know, so, um, you know, and, and I don't think he's there, you know, he just kind of meanders around, you know how they are, they're just, right, yep. you know, wanders and grazers, and then the rut hits, and they're just like, wherever's the first free dough, I'm on it, you mm-hmm. know, so, um, but, um, you know, so it, it was, a. Uh, one of those things is I'm I'm gonna figure this deer out, you know. That's what I told myself. But, you know, once uh once we try to start finding the sheds in turkey season, that's what we went after. But, you know, we we found these buddy sheds that he always hangs out with, you know. Uh, you know, when they're bachelored up, um. But you know, there's still that one area that we pretty much know that that's where they are, but we can't go in there, you know. Yeah. I mean, like can we even shed hut nope <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah right
2: yeah, well you know and, and also you don't want to say too much because you don't want somebody else to know hey man there's a possibility that that buck is there a high probability you right. know. so um you know so you just uh you kind of do those things that you can and uh live with what you can't do so um you know so it you know he he just came about where that's the buck that I've been wanting to pursue. Um, And always in the back of my mind, is like, I I need to watch this. I need to watch him grow, you know, Mm -hmm. over over the past couple, you know, four years, I guess now, you know. So, um, and even, you know, Cody's had hit. I mean, he pretty much, I think he knows what uh, has a name for him when they're a fawn. So, he's uh, he's crazy about his deer. So, uh, which is great. And they're, uh, I think they get, uh, they have a, a, uh, a cattle farm and i think the deer there get uh, fed just as good as the
1: cattle do so oh, i bet yeah <laughs> yep. you know so so the first year you hunted him which would have been was it last year that you hunted him? no just no no this year this year would be the first year i hunted okay. i've watched him. you know i've just watched him you know turn
2: into that to that beast that he is you know and he, he's just a a good solid mainframe 10 you know he's 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 a great buck, um, yeah, without a yeah. doubt. And uh, you know, good typical stuff. You know, he's you know, if you have the uh, the picture perfect ten, I think he's 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 that guy. You know, yeah, uh, for sure.
1: You know, you so know. over the past couple of years, have you had any encounters with him? You know, hunting other bucks, and you were like, ah, you gotta let him go. You know, he's he's so good, he looks good, but you just let him go, or was it like something that you're just watching from a distance? You know, from the truck or glassing. Yeah, so we
2: uh, uh never had any
1: encounters with him, hunting but uh
2: but we've we've let uh, a few folks in there cuz I, I mean the call bucks I want to get them all out of there, right. you know, but um we've had a few folks in there that we've let come in and, you know, um you know, shoot some of the call bucks and <clears throat> it was actually uh, kind of crazy because one of the uh, um, the ranch hands was we let him hunt and he had, he had him at 20 yards last year and all he could do was watch him. Oh, <laughs> man. And he's like, he's like, that's probably a, he's like, man, that, that would be like the biggest buck I've ever shot. He's, he's He's a giant, you know, and, I, and I'm sure he was probably a hundred and, you know, mid one sixties, I would say, you know, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm being kind of conservative. He's a, he's probably going to push him probably 180 inches, you know, probably yep. what it's going to be, um, you know, we just, you know and being up close, we've seen him and you know uh, beforehand you know and of course you know you know um, its uh, it's hard to judge you know sometimes but uh, just going by you know he has some offspring around mm-hmm. that, uh, yep. um, and things like that but uh, it's uh, one of those things where you know I've not had to hunt him yet because you know I've, I've been on the other uh, farm there. Uh, pursuing hernia and this year i made it and i was like well whichever one is uh pretty much you know the one that i can pattern the most is who i'm going to go after and um and i always know that hernia is just stubborn because most of his his time is on another piece of property that joins along the both of the farms mm-hmm. you know so um and both of the it's kind of crazy because uh you know in kansas it seems like you know they um <laughs> like they'll be in one uh, one drainage um and uh um you know two drainages over there's the other bucks i'm like you exactly. guys <laughs> you guys are so close together but you're like you it's like i'll dare you come over here you know <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah you know it's it's a little bit different like in the timber you know like in, if i hunt in ohio um you know i'll see some of the i mean there's a couple good target bucks there um you know well within 100 acres you know and then you got 600 acres here and it's like well i got one you know all the sections are kind of you know the same but you know then you have um you know one or two that uh, may even be caught on the same section you know right so, yep um,
1: you know so with with this deer what is your plan going into this fall like do you have a specific stand that you were like if if he's gonna die he's gonna die in this stand no uh
2: and i think anyone that has that that mentality is probably wrong <laughs> <laughs> um because uh uh you know with me aaron is uh, i'm gonna uh you know i'd probably put in you know my wife's always like yeah you're just you you kill all the time He's like well yeah but i want to do my homework so right, yep um i'll go down to kansas several times and, and it all doesn't know don't get me wrong it doesn't always pan out the way i want it to because i have the itchy finger that if a good buck comes in they get shot so and i and everything that i have invested with one buck for me to hunt all year long is just quickly flush down the tulip mm-hmm. so but um <clears throat> uh I, i've i've had to discipline myself a little bit on this one because I, I told cody i was like you know i'm not hunting any other bucks in this buck because uh it's it's one of those things that uh i've kind of got a little obsessed with the whole situation with him you know i put in more time with him uh made more road trips to kansas to do some adjustments um so i don't have uh You know, I got bail blinds set all out, you know, the, the fields and stuff everywhere. And I'm like, I don't, I don't have one set where he's going to die at
1: Yep. I have
2: a general idea of where he's probably going to die, you know, but, um, it's, it's one of those things that, uh, if I see him daylighting, um, you better bet the third day that I'm going to set up there and go in for the kill. Um, and that's kind of how my, uh, my whole, uh, um, analogy is to, to whitetail hunting. Uh, I do the same thing in, in Ohio and I've killed some of my best bucks in Ohio. Um, you know, to that fact is like, Hey, I've always had the, uh, the impression or the uh, mindset that if, um, that if a buck is daylighted, is daylighting and I know where he's daylighting, <clears throat> he's ready to die. You know, mm-hmm. so I've, yep. i figured out where he is in the daylight. And I think a lot of the whitetail hunters, uh, um, they always say, Hey, he's nocturnal. <laughs> well, of course he is. You just need to find out where he's daylighting.
1: That. Yes. And hopefully um, it's on your property, <laughs> you know, absolutely. You know, and that is
2: 100%, you know, and, um, and, uh, you know, sometimes I think people make that mistake with tails is that they'll go in and, and blow it out, you know, um, and he's, he's, uh he's not daylighting there. Um, or, you know, they may need to push back in or they need, you know, some people say it's cheating. I say it's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a good ethical, uh, methodical way of, of hunting is putting out your uh, cameras and doing your homework. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, you know, that's, that's my, my way of thinking anyway is, uh, is, um, is is get the intel you need you know it's just right. like any bat you need you need intelligence and uh you need to somehow make it pull all together
1: yeah for sure and i agree 100% with you you know talking about when they're daylighting you're if if he's showing up in daylight you're close to where unless it's the rut you know the rut kind of right. has like an asterisk around it just because of cruising bucks and hot does and stuff like that but in my opinion in september and october you know and even in late season if he's daylighting on a camera or something, you are close to where he is calling home, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta Absolutely. you gotta figure out from there. And I've always said it, you know, like maybe you're getting you know a lot of daylight pictures on camera A. Well, that's your hub. Now start, you know, being you know, not so much pressure, but like go in there on the right wind and, and sent free and and maybe put some more cameras around it and just try to figure out, start breaking it down. Like, you know, he might be going by this camera at six o'clock in the afternoon and then on this camera, he's dark. You know what I mean? Like try to figure out where he's coming in and going out from. And, but I agree. I mean, if, if he's daylighting and if you get two days to me, if you get two days on him, and he's doing relatively the same thing. You third day, you better be in there and going in <laughs> and and figuring out a way to get on him.
2: Absolutely, I uh, I agree a hundred percent. You know, um, and I think I think that's where a lot of people make the mistake with whitetail is you know I, I hate that term when they say he's no-
1: nocturnal. <laughs> like, <laughs> Of course he is. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. Well, they all are, I um, mean, at nature, absolutely. right? You know, that's absolutely. that's what they do. And that's why I get so excited when you get, like, a buck that you're chasing. When he is in daylight hours, it's like, okay, game has changed. We've got to make a plan now, you know. But what I like to do when that happens is I like to take all these other factors, whether it be weather, you know, the wind. It could be a moon phase. I don't know. Like, I, t- I I look at it all, though. Maybe you might find another pattern on him. You know, what wind is he coming in on? What way is he coming in on? I like to take all those factors, and that's when it gets really fun for me because it's mm-hmm. like, you know, you're trying to figure out if he's on some sort of pattern. And, you know, believe it or not, I got a buck here in Michigan right now. I, I just went and pulled my cameras yesterday, and he's shown back up. He's been gone for a month. And, I've been watching him all summer, but he's shown back up. And I took all these pictures that I got of him for the last, you know, throughout September now. I've got probably 15 different sightings, I guess you could say, of him on camera, on one camera. And I don't know if you've ever used Deer Labs or even know what Deer Labs is. Um how you set up a farm in deer labs and you, you put the, the photos into the deer lab and it takes all the information off of the camera, like from weather and everything. And it kind of gives you a pattern on this deer. Well, I put all these pictures in there and the camera, this yeah. one camera that he's on. So I go to like, you can check the moon phase that he comes in on what direction he's coming from. Well, when he hit, when he comes in front of this camera, he is always coming in on a South or Southeast wind every time. So uh, and he com- he's coming in on a waning gibbous moon and okay. it's, it's he's more he's more showing up from 6 p.m to like midnight right now in September and so he's like that last shade of, of, of light you know what I mean right at last light um, okay. but it kind of opened my eyes because the stand that I have, By this camera it's on a little food plot it is actually south of my food plot so all my wind would be blowing right over the food plot right at him where he'd be coming in if I didn't know that I'd be going in there October 1st thinking he's going to show up and I'd be blowing him out before I even get to the stand you know so and that's what that's what's cool and fun for me because I know I got to figure out some other game plan now to get on this deer in a different area or I got to figure out where I can put cameras and figure out where he's coming from. I know where he's living. I a hundred percent. I know where he's living, but that pattern is going to change soon. And I know it is because the, the crop that's, that's there is going to be coming off. And so right. I got to figure something out, but that's what's cool about it to me. And, and deer labs is a really cool software that I found really helpful too. in, in scenarios like this, Oh, no kidding! I've never used it, Now, I've heard a couple other folks
2: talking about it, but I've you know I've never dabbled with it.
1: Yep. it's hmm. really cool. It, it's, it, it's um, you pay like a, you can pay a monthly fee, or you can pay an annual one, or like where you have it for the whole year. Um, but you go in and, and you set up your farm, and you can set deer profiles. So for this deer, I named them, and and I put all the like the different sightings, as long as your uh, pictures, or your cameras. Or you know the the information's right on them, that's when it's going to be the most precise. Um, sure. So I put all those pictures in there, and if you get them on like ten different cameras around the farm, it's really cool because you put your cameras in on like a Google map, and it's like an aerial view, and you can do a heat map, and it'll bring up every camera and where he spends most of his time at on a heat map, like a yellow red you know, that kind of color, like if it's red, like he spends a lot of time there, you know, so you can kind of start getting a pattern on where this deer is and what times, it tells you what times he comes in mostly, like on a percentage, it tells you what wind on each camera, you know, it's crazy what moon phase, um, it's just, it's a really cool tool. And it's something oh, now yeah. with this deer, I'm, I'm really starting to like, get more into it and, and really try to figure him out. And I'm, I'm learning some stuff too, so...
2: Yeah, go on. That'd be crazy. Yeah, I might have to check that out. Just to, you know, sometimes uh, I feel like you get a little bit of uh, you get blinders on, for sure. You know, and and you don't, uh, you're like, man, why didn't I think of that? Yep, exactly. Um, I, I, something to that effect. Last year happened where I should have, I should have taken uh, taken hernia out, and uh, I've relied on my cell camera. Well, what was happening is that cell cam was not sending the pictures, and there he was, daylighting. <laughs> oh, really? when i pulled the card there he was daylighting boom 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 oh, I right man. The set that i completely ruled out because i put faith in a in that so that taught me a lesson like hey check my cards anyway you know um regardless of what the cell cam says it, it could be something completely different right um because the signal is spotty I, I don't know about on the on the uh East side of Kansas, but boy, on the west side, cell service is horrible. It's
1: spotty everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: You would think something so flat um, would uh, would be better. I mean, here it is, you know, I'll be in <clears throat> in Idaho with the mountains and drainages, canyons, and I, I'm like, man, I got four G on my yep. on my cell cans, You exactly. know, and I'm like, what's wrong with Kansas? Yep. But, uh,
1: well, cool, man. I, I want to be precious with your time too. And I know we're sure. on a Monday here and, uh, and trying to get this done, but, uh, I guess, you know, good luck to you this year and thank you for coming on and doing this and we'll have to do an update once you get an arrow in this deer, you know, during the season, <laughs> if you kill yeah, him, sure. I need you to get a hold of me because let's do a podcast the next day and get it up quick and, and kind of put the, close the book on this guy. Yeah, it'd be,
2: uh, it'd be great, uh, for sure. Um, you know, I, uh, I told the wife, I said, you know, there's a December 31st be the last day and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to hunt him until, until I take care of the, the problem. There you go. <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah. The, the, the problem is uh, him weighing heavy on my mind. Exactly. <laughs> Taking up
1: all your family time, basically. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those things, you know, it's, uh, uh, you know, you, you do put a lot of time and effort in, you know, with, with uh with these animals and yeah. stuff and yeah. it does take a lot of time and i mean and you know the, the reality of it is man I can, I can kill you know 13 big game animals here in Idaho you know um i really i really don't have to go in any other state i mean i can legally kill three bull elk here i mean three elk here and two of them bulls you yeah. know um you know but uh um you know sometimes it's uh it's always nice you know uh, um, you know, people ask, like, cause here in the West, you know, people look at whitetails like trash deer. I mean, they really do. Yep. Um, uh, and, uh, and I'm like, you guys are, are nuts, man. Whitetail is like my Achilles heel, you know, when, as, when you first start talking about this, you know, it's, a uh, they are, they, uh, they give me the most trouble and, um, you know, I, I can tell you, I'll take anybody on an elk hunt in Idaho and I'll put you on a bull yeah um i can't say that like if i say hey i'm gonna take you whitetail honey and then (laughs) you're gonna kill a whitetail right yeah Uh, it's just not that easy you know and um i think a lot of western hunt i mean they've never really experienced the whole like well i can can shoot it with a rifle i'm like yeah but you can't spot and stock a whitetail like you think you can a meal exactly yep it's not gonna happen two
1: totally different animals in my opinion you know, with, oh, a, with a mule deer and whitetail spot and stock. it's, it's crazy.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you know, mule deer are pretty stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: They you can know. be hard. They're humbling. They're humbling animals, but for some yeah. reason you can get up and close and tight with these things and it's, you know, they, they, they can take a lot more than a whitetail can as far as pressure for some reason.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. They sure can they sure can and most yeah. of the time they'll turn around and look at you within 10 yards and jump yep. up.
1: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and you better be in full draw, exactly yep that is for sure well cool man you know i want you to be able to uh drop a line to everybody here let everybody know where they can you know follow you and and see all your bone maniacs and and just follow what you're doing on a day-to-day with the whitetail world
2: yeah absolutely uh so i mean with you can check us out over on carbon tv uh bone maniacs um, or over on you know all the social media facebook and uh ig you know bone maniacs and uh you know on go wild there as well over on hunt wise as well we have a social profile on both of those and i try to keep up to date on uh on all of our stories on what's going on the day-to-day um you know and and over on the uh the log life side of things as well but um you know, like if anything, I think, uh, I think social media in general is like consumes way too much of our life. So. <laughs> way too much,
1: yes. <laughs> yep.
2: You know, um, <clears throat> I'd rather just throw the phone on the ground to be honest with you. Exactly.
1: Yep. Uh, but,
2: but unfortunately, that's what pays the bills. Yep, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Our marketing tool to pay the bills. So exactly.
1: Excuse. Yep. Yep. Well, cool, man. Again, thank you very much for coming on and doing this and uh you know good luck this year and and keep me posted on everything you're doing
2: you bet thanks
1: aaron you do the same and there it is another good podcast number 82 to be exact with shane maury such a good dude you know good story hopefully he uh, closes the story on this deer this year so we can get him back on and and listen to the the last chapter of him closing the story on that deer and that'd be really cool but uh like I said, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks to Shane for coming on. And go over and check out his stuff with Bone Maniacs. And uh, if you guys could, please go to iTunes, leave a five-star rating, and leave some feedback. Be greatly appreciated. And don't forget, next week I'll be in Iowa hunting, so you know I'll have another podcast down there, maybe an update podcast. I don't know. We'll see here. And, uh, yeah, just look at the Instagrams, Keefer Bros Instagram, my personal and the fall podcast just to follow along with the story. So, Thanks for listening, guys, and hopefully everybody has a great rest of your week.